This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. We are living in a time where our future is uncertain, which means youth voice is as important as ever. Kia ora. join me, Leo, on Operation Rakatahi on ORFM's Youth Zone, 105.4 FM, 1575 AM or online at oar.org.nz or download the Youth Zone app on Google Play or the Apple App Store. Kia ora and welcome to Operation Rakatahi with Leo, but now Faye as well. Hi! So, um, huge update. Didn't tell you guys last week. Well, didn't really know it was happening when I was recording last week's episode. It kind of happened in the couple of weeks since. But it's no longer just me. And for the first time ever since the start of this year, um, I've got a new co-host. And I'm introducing Faye Munro to all of you. You're not alone anymore, Leo. (laughs) You're not alone. It's no longer darkness. (laughs) Oh, okay. I wasn't assuming that it was all dark and gloomy before me, but... No, no, no. It was really good. I was able to just well, okay, rant on the say... radio without having to... Without... No, no, no. That sounds bad. I mean... Don't say that it's really good now. It just makes me feel bad. No, it was still good before. We've still got podcasts of just me to listen to. Make sure you download the Usone app. Um, but, you know, it was still good. But I feel like it will bring back the dynamicy that I felt was honestly there were lots of really really good shows that i was proud of in this last year with just me since esther left but they lost the dynamicy which is natural to happen when it's just me but like and the darkness was a joke for those listening go yeah, and listen to them I if you miss them so. go and listen um but actually i just thought it was still going good but I was like, actually, I'll change this up while it's good. Like, keep it fresh, keep it evolving, and actually bring back the dynamicy of having um, dual anchors, two co-hosts. Um, because actually, for me, I found it was quite almost... I almost almost had to script myself to either fit to the runtime and, and have enough to talk about. But when you've got two people, natural conversation happens. You're able to evolve through it. It's less work and more fun. So, you know, you you don't do the same amount of work. It's split between you. And also, it's all a bit more natural, free-flowing mm. discussion where when it's just me, it's almost I have to write an essay every couple of weeks. And I have – that's – lasts an hour long it's like i'm making an audiobook for all of you every couple of weeks that's what it feels like that's how much work has to go into and it's just you because in order for it to be good i had to do so much and i was still enjoying it um and not to say that that was a bad thing i still had passion for it i was still enjoying it It was still a lot of work though but actually i wanted to bring back the flair that operation operation rakatahi had when it was me and Esther but for me it when it was a solo project it was quite hard to do and with COVID and everything it was really hard to get lots of guests in yeah. and the world's been so chaotic and busy with all my schedule but actually having two of us I think will bring back a bit more flair add some a spice bit more, add to spice that. it up and also add your perspective too because 
you can only go so far when you've only got one perspective and mine is biased to myself and well any one opinion not just my own is going to be biased and i felt as though it just being me it wasn't a balanced argument and i almost had to either seek out other ones and incorporate them but it was still me presenting them so there's there's almost a bit of confirmation bias that happens in that which i don't know and also i wanted to balance that and actually when i'm talking about all these social issues it's just not me in my own world in my own bubble we're actually having someone else and i brought in my friend faye because if you guys don't remember faye was on at the start of the it's actually quite full circle actually she was my first you're on the first episode where it was just me so wow. it's all a bit full circle but yeah you're the first show that without easter back when you, i was talking about that crusty gray wig i used to wear yeah we all remember the gray wig look, look let's just <laughs> on behalf of me anyone who saw me out in town that is listening to this right now and remembers me talking about that crusty gray wig like it was a, a diamond in the sand yeah uh i was wrong i yeah. recognize i was wrong i'm sorry on behalf of all <laughs> public members who had to witness me in that wig hey at least it was radio they didn't have to see it no but i did leave a very <laughs> non-vivid description of you did leave a very vivid description of you that does not quite fit you anymore no yeah now you'll never know what i look like well well, you did say clown bimbo makeup, so... Uh, okay, let's forget about that part two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that's a very vivid description. Just make it purple natural... Well, purple actual hair. That's... Purple and not actual a, hair. Purple actual <laughs> hair. I was about to say purple natural hair, but I went, well, purple's not a natural colour, and that's not a natural colour. You don't know if or not I was born with this or not. It could be letting my natural purple Yeah, out. it could be like Dame Edna. Who claims that she has real purple hair? Well, there we go. I'm Dave, Dave Edna. But Damien is a man. Shh. Um, what? Let's keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, she knows the queen. I don't want to get beheaded. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on. Um, uh, I think that would be a joke that lots of Damien fans would very appreciate right now. Yeah. Um, Shout out and, to all my damn And maybe Edna some fans. Alice in Wonderland fans as well. But, mm. you know. Um, for the listeners who don't know you, who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm Faye, as we have said previously. Yeah. Um, I uh, Well, I used to be a photography student. Now I'm just like a student student doing student things. What are you studying now? Well, I'm trying to get into... Um, like communication and design for oh, the yeah. bachelors. I I'm an artist. I mostly make like creepy alien work. Yeah. Um, and this or not this year, but next year, I'm gonna try and expand that into like 3D mm. creepy aliens because uh-huh. I usually just edit photos yeah. and make myself. You've seen it. Yeah, I see them. How can we? How can the listeners at home? Uh, find your creepy alien work in your words, not mine. Well, wait, so like... I wasn't calling your work creepy. I was saying that's your words. No, no, wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> How did they find this art? How do they see this art? Oh, well, you can follow me on Flesh Hive if you're listening. That would be pretty cute. Nice. What platform is that? Instagram. Sweet. Only yeah. Instagram. Maybe yeah. flick me a message. Do you want to go in detail about what that 
Alien Art is about. Um, what perspectives do you give to it and what's its aesthetic? Ooh, that's hard. It changes every day. I'm very... Ins- it is very diverse. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes just an idea that pop into my brain after looking at, like, a cat or a dog. And, like, I, I like bugs, too, so I like... The, oh, this is going all over the place. Oh, keep going. Um, Basically, the whole premise of my work is to turn myself into, like, these very, like, alien creatures that are don't really have a gender Mm. this year i'm trying to go like completely genderless because like most of my work has been very feminine because i quite like the look of like feminine but evil yeah kind of vibe Mm. but because i'm non-binary and when people look at my work they immediately assume like female yeah i want to try and diverse that into non-binary elements nice you I hope me- that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned you're non-binary. For the listeners at home who want to refer to you or refer to you within the show, what pronouns do you use? Um, they, them, but also like she or he sometimes. Okay. Depends so, what I look like. If you see me on the street and I'm wearing men's, men masculine clothes, yeah. then I'm probably like not they, them, or he. Or if I'm yet. very feminine, kind of like she, they. It yeah. depends. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Now everyone knows. And as, uh, honestly, uh, pronouns, they can be like, I feel like it would fit for you. Have you heard RuPaul saying, don't, don't, I don't care if you call me he, I don't care if you call me she, just call me. Yeah. And then she does the hand symbol. I'm like, yeah, that, that's quite relevant. Preferably call me like goblin clown freak. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's what you could call yeah. me. Yeah. Isn't that a proper noun, not a pronoun, though? Yeah, I'll just use it for everything. Yeah. Oh, there goes Goblin Clown freak. Unless you want it to be your pronoun. That's neo pronouns. Y- yeah. But I would say that's more a proper noun, that's a name. Hmm. That's a title you've given yourself. I don't know. If you Unless you really want it to be a pronoun. If you know the song that goes like, Call me by your name, the Goblin Clown Freak. That's no, my I name. haven't. No. I've seen the movie, but I haven't listened to that song. The movie? With Timothy Chalamet. What? And have you not seen Call Me By Your Name? It's like a seminal um, gay movie in the, that's come out in the last five years. I was talking about the song. Oh. Do you I, know the I, song? I, no, I haven't heard the song. That's what I was saying. I haven't Little heard Mars the song. X. Oh. Yeah. I, oh, I have. I just the flaked on it. <laughs> The movie. No, I always think of the album title. I was singing the song to you. <laughs> like the movie. No, I was like, I haven't heard the song. I've seen the movie, but but like, I don't know. Sorry. Moving on. Pronouns and all. Um, pronouns, proper nouns, movies, TV, clowns. Okay. <laughs> what issues are you? most passionate about shedding light on in your everyday life um specifically like genderqueer issues yeah and also like people that do um like if you're listening to this i'm quite extreme with how i dress yeah and that gives me a lot of harassment and i don't think that's very fair Hmm. i think everyone should get used to like people dressing yeah like me because they do exist just Mm. stop harassing me 
Yeah. Well, the problem is, I don't see it as a problem, but the real world sees it as a problem. But you, you exert and you defy the patriarchal norm and you challenge that in your in your expression and that frightens a lot of people who are sheltered by the patriarchy and uh, i would definitely say that is for lots of people but also people who just aren't well aren't insert any expletive to describe someone here um I mean, like... If they're just like that, they're just going to be... Yeah. A bit of a... Bit of a... Tool. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. When I first started doing my makeup, like, people hated it. Like, not when I went to school, Mm. but, like, surprisingly, but, like, people on the street hated it. I think they're starting to get more used to me now. Mm. And the reactions I get out of it, sometimes there's, like, some mean words thrown at me. Sometimes there's really nice words thrown at me. Yeah. Sometimes there's, like, the really funny reactions that I really like. Mm. Like, I was walking here today, and I made, like, full eye contact with a lady. <laughs> and she's, like, I was giving her, like, a glare because I was, like, don't speak to me. <laughs> and then she, like, looks at me and she starts to smile. She goes, oh, my God. And I was, like, hi. Because I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I was just, like... Just yeah. fell out of my brain. I thought she was going to say something really mean, but she just said, "Oh my gosh," and I said, "Yeah, hi." But that's weird. If they if they saw you at, say, a bar or on a stage, or at a circus, they yeah. probably wouldn't care. Like, no. but it's just the fact that they saw you down on the street frightens the living daylights out of them. It's really weird. Like, yeah. and I've seen that being around with you. People were. That's not. That's just from there. It's nothing you're doing. Well, it is what you're doing, but you're channeling their yeah. bigotry or their or their unintentional bias or their naivety, because that's quite often a lot of them too. Because they don't know any better. Or I, some some of them do, and they make sure you know about that. But you, we don't talk about those people. But <laughs> I like kids' reactions most of all because they just look at me and they're like fairy, fairy or clown, yeah. and I, I that's cool. I wish adults yeah. would say that, but they don't. No, adults don't have any imagination in the same way. No, some people cover their kids' eyes from me. That's freaky. No, they're just like don't look, hmm. and I'm like oh okay. What and gave you the inspiration for your makeup? Like, or was it something, like, what, who do you, um, how you present in the world? Who are your idols that you take inspiration from? And There's a few of them. So when I first started to do my makeup, I originally did it very normally. I was a hmm. normal citizen. Um, and then quarantine happened. And I started to look at people like Jasmine Bean, hmm. Salvia... Um, you can follow them on Instagram. Mm. They're very popular. Um, and a bunch of other people just around the world that did this cool, extravagant, like, makeup. It just mm. blew my mind. I was like, wow, I, I wish I could be that cool. I wish I could have the courage mm. to do that. And then it just popped in my head one day, like, while I was at home. I was like, oh, wait, no, I can do this. Like, yeah. And although I don't know how to do extreme makeup, I could just learn along the way. Yeah. And... Yeah, there's definitely been some rough patches with my makeup, but I feel like we've gotten there eventually. <laughs> yeah. Like, one thing I'll definitely say about you, 
you never know what Faye's going to look like next. No, which, I bet you didn't which, expect it to look like which, this today. Which is, ironically, some consistency about you. you yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know, like when you say that, so sorts of things about people that because they're inconsistent or a bit crazy. But no, that's the consistency of Faye. Yeah, it's art. It evolves, and you never know what's happening next. And the consistency is inconsistent. Yeah. So you know, if I ever saw you in the same makeup. In a week's time, I'd be surprised. Like, what is going on, Faye? Yeah. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep it like this, but I feel like it's just gonna keep changing. Yeah, like, like I, I understand the next day sort of thing. It kind of stays, but if it's more than a week or two weeks and it's the exact same, I'm like, are you okay? I also, every month or so, you've got a new hairstyle. Yeah, or I a cut new my color or a new too wig. Short yeah. this time. <laughs> My bangs too short. Yeah, so it definitely continues to evolve and yeah, yeah. You guys didn't need to know that, so I just kind of called yeah. myself out here. But now you know. Also, I recently discovered that you were included in a magazine. You were interviewed and you were featured. I don't know if you can say the name of it if you've got permission yeah, yeah. yet. Oh, you have. Okay. Um, what magazine was it? And what got you onto it? And how did people? F- yeah. Well, okay, there's a magazine that had pre-orders out uh, yesterday ago, but now they're all sold out, so you probably can't find them anymore. Is it digital copies? Yeah, there's a website. Oh, Um, okay. I'll need to find the website, but if you look up on Instagram, NB, you'll find uh, a magazine. Um, I'm not sure if I can say the name of the person that runs it, but NB is a magazine that is specifically like showing light to um, non-binary creators or genderqueer creators mm. across New Zealand. Yeah. And I'm in it. Nice. What did they interview about you and what can people expect to read about you in that article? Well, they said I could either like make a poetry like kind of thing or I could explain my story and I'm not good at writing so I had I was just writing down my story of yeah. like my experiences of being non-binary how I figured it out and yeah. um, like what I think of being non-binary nowadays mm. which is yeah do I, should I explain like what I wrote? Yeah you can go into a bit about what you wrote. Okay so basically what I wrote was like from the ages from a very young age I haven't felt very connected to the stereotypical, like, female and male roles. Hmm. Like, I'd never have, like, specifically female friends or male friends. I I loved yeah. all of it. I, hmm. I used to want to cut my hair really short as a kid. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to wear specifically, like, girls' clothes. And... Yeah, all that. I was just kind of like a weird, funky kid. I didn't really... I didn't even want to go to the girls' or boys' bathroom. I just wanted to pee outside. Hmm. So... Were you the sort of person that went to the disabled bathroom because it wasn't gendered? No, I just no? pee outside. Oh. <laughs> I just peed outside. <laughs> I did, my teachers... I got in trouble for it as a kid because my teachers just caught me peeing outside. They're like, you're right outside the bathroom. <laughs> Go to the bathroom, and I was like, "No." Nah, I hope it was outside. in a bush and not the hallway outside the toilet. No, one time I peed in a tire, and we used to like throw tires around a naked. <laughs> this is a bad story. <laughs> <laughs> kid, 
picked up the tire that I had peed in and threw it at another kid. And as you can imagine, pee factory. Pee rain. You made it rain. Anyway, this is disgusting. <laughs> Why am I talking about this? How old are you when this happened? I was like six. I was six years old. Yikes, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Basically, like, yeah. That was me as a kid. And then I grew older. I started experimenting with gender. Um, yeah. I tried experimenting with being, like, trans man, but that really wasn't even me. I didn't even know hmm. what non-binary was, so I was in this weird loophole. Well, it, it's always been around, but I've only noticed non-binary or um, any of those gender diverse that are outside of male or female um, or men or women. Um, it's only come about in public knowledge in the last couple of years. Yeah. Like, it's a very... It's not a new concept. It's just new in the mainstream. And it's no. definitely interesting. And I knew about it for a while before that because I keep myself aware. And You were woke and I, I'm Yeah, I was woke beforehand. <laughs> and I keep myself in the know. And uh, I was around it. And, like, so, like, but it was, I've only noticed it. You don't. You didn't hear until about 2018, 2019. No one really talked about it until, boom, it was suddenly everywhere. Which yeah. is actually a good thing that there's more light being shed on it. But with more light being shed on things, there's also more prejudice and discrimination that comes out where it otherwise wouldn't be presented because there was less talk of it. Yeah. But also, it's also about breaking the stigma and dismantling the patriarchy and there's always going to be fight to breaking stigma and patriarchy and all that but mm. you know is what it is but actually shedding light on it is important and of any community not just non-binary but any community that is a minority or disenfranchised within the patriarchy it's important to shed mm. light on those things and so yeah yeah, I mean, I only found out about it through a fashion magazine mm. where someone did an interview with someone and they were like, I'm non-binary, this means this. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh that kind of feels familiar. Maybe mm. I'm that. And I went started like experimenting and growing by that. Haven't changed since, Yeah. like, I think about, like, two years later. Yeah, I've, yeah. The first time I saw it being talked about mainstream was actually watching Drag Race about four years ago or so when Peppermint was around. Peppermint, mm. If you guys don't know, Peppermint is a trans woman and who was a contestant on the show, but she was talking about lots of her friends and I followed her at the time and then suddenly she was spread, shedding light on these things and everyone was talking about it. She was shedding light on trans woman issues, but also she was embracing all of her non-binary friends around her at the same time. She didn't talk about non-binary issues on the show because that's not her story, but she shed light on those stories. And that was the first time I'd seen it pop up in the mainstream. And it's kind of just evolved since then. And that was 2017, 2018. I don't know when she was on the show. It was a while ago now. Mm. But like that was the first time I'd seen it in the mainstream. And I thought that was quite important to have that light being shed. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know when you first... Ca- when, when about did you first come across it? When I... Uh, Let's see. I started going by a trans man for like one year and then it wasn't for me. So then I think it was about like when I was 17. Oh, so like 2018, 2019-ish? Yeah. 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 
around about then. Hmm. And then I just haven't changed it since. Hmm. Nice. Lastly, before we go to a song break, what we'll talk more about growing up queer after the song break um, and both of our experiences of that. Um, but what can the viewers of Operation Arakatahi expect from you in the shows to come? Chaotic energy. <laughs> Chaotic energy for real. Yeah. I'm going to look. We're going to talk about something and I may take it to a different conversation accidentally yeah um, like tires that rain on you yeah like like or like the before. pre-record that we just recorded about an hour ago um that you'll hear on the 29th of december expect pine cones expect pine cones yeah that's um, all we're gonna say I'm just pine adding, cones to come <laughs> i'm just adding a bit of pizzazz there and there but it's mostly chaotic pizzazz yeah so don't i'm mean, be excited entertaining chaotic pizzazz yeah yeah that is somewhat relevant. <laughs> what? Well, it starts off relevant. It kind of goes off on and a then tangent. And it goes off the rails. <laughs> but then we bring it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anything else? Nope. Nope. Sweet. <laughs> That's about it. Right. This week's pro. We'll be back after the song break. But before we go to the song break, I have an activist song to highlight this week. This week is. The Interrupters, and they are a ska punk band from LA, and they're up and coming. They've had albums out for the last five years or so, um, and so they are what is considered um, when you when you when you say ska punk, you realistically think of the ska that came out of um, the ska that came out of. Jamaica in the 1950s is what you call the first wave of Scar. The second wave of Scar happened in the 70s in London, where you have bands like Madness, who up and came and pretty much made the groundwork for what followed in the punk scene later on, like your Sex Pistols and Susie and the Banshees later on in the 80s. But the Scar revival in the 70s in London was due to lots of immigrants into London from Jamaica. But then it happened again in the 90s in LA. Um, and if you, you'll know many bands that have come out of the third wave of Scar, like No Doubt, which is front woman is Gwen Stefani, my favourite. Mm. Um, also Sublime. Everyone knows Sublime. And... Yeah, there is so many bands that came out in the 90s, but we are currently living in a time that music fanatics, I don't think they're quite right yet, but I don't know if it's gotten quite to the popularity of the 70s or 90s have yet, but around ska and ska punk. But they're talking about we're now in the twenty in the late 2010s and the early 20s. We're now going through this fourth wave of Scar. And one of the big shining highlights of that is this band, The Interrupters. And it is front-womaned by Amy Interrupter. And there are her husband and his two brothers who are in the band behind her. Um, but they are pretty much the pinnacle of popularity within this fourth wave. But I wouldn't quite say it's a fourth wave of Scar because there hasn't been a Scar punk band recently that's made it into the high up, into the top ten of the charts. Like, they're nowhere near 
in terms of popularity and charting, they're not quite at the level of No Doubt either. You're really got rating there. this band right now. I'm really rating them, yeah. and they're really, they're really, they're they're around, but they're not in the mainstream. And I want to talk about them, but I this song called Broken World is just talking about how messed up the world is and how much, especially from Amy's writing, how much she hates it, pretty much. And her, the, all of their albums are really good. My favourite song is She's Kerosene, but that's not socially relevant. That's just talking about a chaotic relationship with one of her friends and always ends in fights. But we're not playing that song because it's not an activist song, but we'll be playing Broken World. <laughs> um, but And I love this song as, as well, and they're all really bops, but I would definitely go on Spotify, have a listen to them because they are great. And... Yeah, we'll be playing this and a couple of Kiwi songs, and we'll be right back. Ready? 
Global Youth NZ on ORFM's Youth Zone. Hi, I'm Jaden. I'm Lily. And I'm Jayushka. Join us every Thursday afternoon as we explore the variety of cultures that call Dunedin home. Through interviews, conversation and music, we'll expand your knowledge of the world and expose you to new ideas from a youth perspective. That's Global Youth NZ, 4pm Thursdays on ORFM Dunedin. Podcasts available from the Youth Zone app, yznz.app. Tell me what you want from me, boy Can't seem to figure you out Got me tangled up at this point Tiptoe with you around We can go out, it's your choice Or meet me at the hotel Then sober up to this point It's about to I go down I wanna keep you up I'm on tour again I don't even drink scotch But it's free I've been walking through side streets I miss the city, bet you miss the old me Oh, why don't you come over? I really need to see ya I know I'm on the road, sort of had a few tequilas Been thinking how we left it, don't mean to condescend but I'm trying hard to quit, yeah It just feels right It just feels right It just feels right It just feels right Why you calling me? No more giving in so easily This is the last time, this is the last night I've been working hard trying to upgrade Doing well while in my new face No more giving in to your mind games This is the last time, this I is the last night I don't wanna keep you up, I'm on tour again I don't even drink scotch, but it's free I've been walking through sights I miss the city, bet you miss the old me Oh, why don't you come over? I really need to see ya I know I'm on the road, sort of had a few tequilas Been thinking how we left it, don't mean to condescend But I'm trying hard to quit, yeah Everybody has something we wish we could tell our younger self. What would you say to yours? On Dear Younger Me, we'll be having conversations with people from a array of communities and contexts about what they wish they could say to their younger self. Tune in to Dear Younger Me on Youth Zone every second Tuesday at 4pm on ORFM Dunedin, 105.4 FM and 15.75 AM. You can find podcasts of this show from oar.org.nz or download the Youth Zone app. YZNZ.app
Kia ora and welcome back to Operation Rakatahi with Leo and Faye. So if you've just joined us, I spent the whole half of the first half of the show interviewing Faye so you could all get to know Faye and because you all know me, I've been around for years on here. <laughs> oh yeah, I just, I, felt, I couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> I just really sounded like an old man for a second there. Um, so, you know, like you've known me, you knew Esther previously but you didn't know Faye and this was Faye's first show and I thought give Faye 20 minutes all about Faye and then so you know who Faye is let me have the spotlights <laughs> get Faye the spotlight so you all know who Faye is and then you understand who Faye is especially for when Faye talks about lots of these social and political issues that affect us young people you know who Faye is and where she's coming from with lots of her viewpoints and yeah so yeah but now we're going to be talking about our experiences growing up queer and before we go into that as i talked about a few weeks ago the term queer is anything to describe anyone within the lgbtqia plus umbrella it's just a nice wee shorthand, and yes, it's got a problematic history, and yes, probably don't use it around older people, maybe use the the, the LGBTQIA plus alphabet, don't forget the plus, because that's very useful, and it includes everyone if you don't list the whole thing, because you can just say LGBT plus, and that's fine too, because you've got the plus there, but if you just say some of it without the plus, that's a really problematic noun, or use rainbow, so don't Try not to use queer around old people unless they've made it okay to do so because mm-hmm. it is a problematic term, especially amongst the older generations, and they haven't quite come on board with that, understandably. But um, we would definitely use queer in our everyday lives, and yeah. But. Well, it's become more of a word of power now. Yeah, well, it's embracing of it. Like in the African-American community, they've reclaimed the, the N-word. And there's lots of other words in other communities that have been reclaimed, l- like queer, like the N-word, where it's changed, it's become empowering for those communities to use it. And the difference between queer and the N-word is people who aren't in the queer community can say queer just make sure you you use it correctly yeah unlike the n-word i'm saying the n-word because i'm saying the n-word as the n-word in that fanatical way because i'm not allowed to use it i am not an african-american person Mm -hmm. and i haven't been yeah i don't experience those things but we're both using the term queer we're both part of it and but straight cisgendered hetero allies can use it all they like just be particular about how you use it whether you're saying don't use it as an insult don't use it as an insult and make sure you don't put an a in front of it because an a queer is very different to they are queer or because a queer is pointed and it's personalizing it to just them because if you refer to someone they happen to be queer that's just them, they happen to be so. But a queer, that's not everything about one person. So be particular about your usage of it and just don't be a tool. Like, don't mm. be a tool and you'll be fine. Yeah. Don't and, be dumb. Yeah. But if you want to go, if you miss that show, go back and listen to it on the Uso app because we go, I go into it in so much detail and that's not the focus of today's show. 
But how have you? How's your experience growing up queer, Faye? Really strange. Like back when I was a kid, I always knew that I was a little bit queer, like hmm. just a little bit, you know, fruity. Yeah. But like, um, people just didn't really want to be my friend because I was a little bit different. Hmm. And then I started like growing up, discovering like that I was bisexual and such, and. Back in the school that I was at, it wasn't very... Girls weren't very accepting of, like, bisexuality and queerness. And mm. if you were in that group of people that were queer, they wouldn't really... They'd kind of, like, shut you out because of... That was segregated queer. away yeah. from straight, yeah. cisgendered people. Then yeah. I got out of that school and went to another one, and it's just popular there to be queer. Mm. It's very, like, glamorised nowadays yeah like yeah, it's, it's very strange but it's not necessarily a bad thing mm. i mean being queer is not a bad thing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. being queer mm. is not a bad well, thing well it's seen as a bad thing because of the patriarchal world we live in but it isn't no and it's just how people treat the queer community is bad yes well lots of people treat the community as bad not all obviously but yeah like, me as a bisexual going out there dating, like, people thought that I was, like, polyamorous for some reason because I was bisexual. Really? Yeah. Mm. Like, they were like, oh, so if we're in a relationship, does that mean you want to, like, go out and date other girls? It's like, no. No. Not every straight person wants to date every other straight person they come across with. That's my biggest problem or with people, too. straight girls being like, do you have a crush on me? Bitch, no. no. <laughs> I said... No, whoops. <laughs> it's okay. Just try not to swear uh, in the future. Bl- oh, don't use that word. <laughs> We're not allowed to swear at this time slot. That's why. I'm sorry. I got very passionate. <laughs> it's okay. I was letting the viewers know that, that why you, you're upset about saying this, this swear word. But Look, it's I'm okay. We'll move on. straight people. Yeah. Mm. And I like that you're differentiating between sexuality and gender. Yes, they're lumped together. Because there are lots of overlaps, and also it's almost parent numbers if you lump people together um, when you're trying to make change. Mm. But they're not the same thing, and I like how you've differentiated that without going into that. But there are two different things, and they're two different intersectionalities that lots of people don't understand because they're all listed under the same alphabet, listed under the same umbrella terms, even though they're not. Yeah. So, yeah. As because your I've... your gender and your sexuality are two different things. Yes, there's bits that overlap. Like with mine, there are bits that overlap, but mm-hmm. they're not the same thing. No. They're two different things that have messy bits that interlo- interweave into each other. I actually think polyamory is very poetic and pretty, but I could never. Like, I, I just... That's not how my brain is wired. Mm. I respect all polyamorous people out there. Yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah, so... Mine wasn't... My experience of it wasn't so acknowledged. Like, it was acknowledged, but it wasn't acknowledged. Like, I didn't really care. Mm. Like, it just kind of happened when it happened. Like, when I was young, I didn't really think about anyone like that. It just... And if I look back at myself then, I don't think I was ever thinking about anything. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I was just being a kid, and then... Well, then also, when I did come to think about it, 
early into my teenage years, it was just like, well, I'm privileged in the way that I grew up being told doesn't matter yeah. who or what you are, like, so long as you're not a dick. Like, oh, whoops. So long as you're not a tool, We're it's all okay. We're swearing here. <laughs> Call the swear police. Somebody. Um, so, like, that was it. Like, I'm privileged in that way where it didn't really matter and it was normal to me. Like, it wasn't a problem. Mm. And so I never had that experience of either um i wasn't even mistreated for it yes there were the people at school that couldn't handle my confidence but i don't think that was about my about me no. i don't think it was about my sexuality i just don't think they like me as a person but that's a different yeah. thing <laughs> and they probably just couldn't handle the gender but like you know handle the gender. <laughs> well they they could have been they could have been uh they could have definitely have been um they, they, they could have had a problem with it, but because the school I went to, they probably would have been unpopular to say those things, so mm. don't know. But definitely I did grow up knowing gay or queer as an insult. I didn't really think of it because I didn't really care. I didn't think... I didn't even think I was into anyone at that point. So it wasn't... Like, it was a problem. I knew it was, like, seen as a bad thing. But yeah. In primary school, I heard it thrown around as a playground. Oh, that's so gay i'm like well whatever like and yeah. that doesn't matter and like why do people use sexuality especially at that age no one's thinking about that crap no so like even at four, four or five people are throwing that around as an insult but like i don't I also don't think people know what it means or they've just or they do know what it means and they due to their background thinks it's a bad thing but like it seems so odd that it's used as an insult because it shouldn't be an insult. It's just no. who happened, people happen to be. And I still hear it thrown around a lot. And I'm like, really? Not cool, dude. Like, yeah, it's weird. Like, why would you? It's like being like, that's so bisexual. Which no one says. No. Or no one says, oh, that's so straight. Maybe I should say that to someone next time they throw around any queer yeah. word as an insult and see how they feel. Honestly, they, that they should probably be look insulting. at me and go, oh. That that's sh- how it feels. Oh, that feels odd. <laughs> no, that feels insulting. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I'd be insulted if someone said, like, if they said, oh, that's gay, I'd be like, oh, that's a bit lame. But if someone said, oh, that's straight to me, I'd be like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> excuse you. Yeah. But usually your circles, they're probably throwing around as a joke. But if you heard someone randomly on the street, it would be weird if they did say. Not for hands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, get on the boxing gloves. All right. You think that's straight? <laughs> Let's go down. Yeah, but, like, it is what it is. And the world is so full of its prejudicial notions. And it's a lot. Like, mm. you know, I don't know. Like, when everyone talks about, like, coming out stories and, like, when you came out and other people say it, I never really had that. I just been by myself the whole way through. It doesn't really just kind of worked it out as I went and yeah I never really labeled it hence why I haven't really labeled it but like um I don't have that like I just was true to myself and I'm privileged in that way that I don't didn't have to because when you think about it I think it's a bit a bit messed up that lots of queer people have to come out because no straight person ever has to come out and I'm privileged in the way that I never had to but like I was just me the whole way along, and that was my experiences. And I know that that's inherently privileged, but that was due to no one around me cared. 
Like, yeah. bring home a guy, bring home a girl, bring home someone in between, doesn't really matter. Like, that's just who I've been the whole way along, and that's been what I've grown up around. And yes, I did go out in the world wide world and big wide world and hear all that crap. But at the same time, I was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so that's who I am. Or at that point, or lots of points, I was like, oh, I don't know who I am. I'll work it out. And then I work it out, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then. I never had to come out because I never was hiding. People used to tell me that I looked like a lesbian and that really insulted me Mm. from like year six onwards. So I was quite like, I was a little bit like internalized homophobic for a bit. Like I was like, I'm not like gay guys, like cut to me now, water clown. Like (laughs) it's, it's weird. Like, I used to get like insulted for it but now it's become a lot more accepting and like it kind of forced me into a box by being bullied for like mm. looking lesbian which doesn't even make sense to no me. just because you had short hair like you look like a would you sp- ever say that to a guy with short hair no i didn't even <laughs> have short hair though really like, i didn't have really? short hair oh. they're just like you look like a lesbian and i was like uh okay like looking looking at me as a kid i would have been like (gasps) but like now it's like that doesn't even make sense yeah like i'm dating like um someone good but it doesn't really matter what you look like like it doesn't really how do you just because just because of your hairstyle just because of what your face looks like doesn't in fact make you that sexuality or even that gender like yeah you can look one way but completely the other way. But actually, sexuality doesn't present on you. That's no. just how people feel. And just because there's a majority of people that fit that stereotype doesn't mean it is the truth. Yeah. Like, yes, there can be people that fit that stereotype, but it doesn't mean that it is, in fact, that. Because you can have people come in all different shapes sizes looks faces creeds color like you know what i mean it doesn't really matter like and how can you say like you look like a sexuality like yeah. that's literally what you're saying yes i know what you mean by the the inherent stereotype but still like what does that look like get a lineup like you make it get make a lineup of, line up of queer people tell me Tell me, get a lineup of people and tell me which ones are queer, which ones are not. You yeah. can't. You like, if they're not saying anything and they're not talking about their story, you, well, you're not going to know. Like, or if you just got a lineup of people's faces, how would you be able to know? Like, if someone said that to me now, I'd be like, that's oddly sus for you to know. Yeah. <laughs> that's oddly sus for you to tell what, what sort yeah. of sexuality is. Mm. Are you sure you're not, in fact, queer? Because. Mm. You know, you seem to know a lot about lesbianism. Winky face. Yeah. There we go. See? Just hit mm. them back. But, like, if they're homophobic, they'd take it personally. Yeah. But that's their problem, not ours. Yeah. Get over <laughs> it, society. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, what life skills do you think it's given you growing up queer? A lot more creativity. Yeah. So much creativity. Like an yeah. insane amount of creativity. Um, and kind of like taught me to just be myself. Because I was in a yeah. box for so long. Like 
whole life I just pretended to be like another person. And then I came out and I was like, wow, I can just, like, the worst has happened. I can just be who I want. Yeah. Do what I want. And? Exactly. Yeah. That's just who you are. Yeah. Like, you can say something bad about me right now, but I'm already too delusional hmm. to listen to you right now. It might not be delusional. I just think that's just being authentically who you are. Yeah. I mean, if someone hits me with an insult, like, you look crazy today, I'll be like, you look boring today. Step it up. Yeah. You're out here wearing flats? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm out here What's wearing that? flats today. <laughs> I'm even out here wearing flats today. Oh, I've got a bit of a heel. A little a chunky boot. This is not chunky, Leo. To all my viewers out there, I do not... It's a boot. It's got a bit of chunk. I don't usually wear... I usually walk around in platform shoes all day, so this is new for me. Oh, I just How had do you do? Yeah. yeah. Or they're really impressive heel, or they're chunky heels usually. Yeah, yeah, like big, big chunky. Yeah. Right. We're going to have to wrap up the show now. Um, thank you all for listening in, and hope you enjoyed Faye. And if you didn't, oh well, you stuck yeah, with Faye. Get over <laughs> it. <laughs> um, this is the show now, and it will be indefinitely. Operation Rakatahi with Leo and Faye. And yeah, so look forward for things to come. We've been doing lots of pre records. It's that Christmas New Year time where we have to build up some shows because there's lots of times, lots of public holidays, station being closed. We're doing lots of pre records at the moment. So this isn't technically Faye's first show because we actually recorded that just over an hour ago in the other studio. Yes. Um, but you won't hear that until. After Christmas, just before New Year's, on the 29th of December. But, you know, it'll be like the third or fourth show for Faye that you guys will hear. But, you know, it's that time of year, though. Everything's being filmed out, recorded out of order, and boom, 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 boom. And, yeah, so expect some interesting things to come and lots of stories from Faye. And obviously mine, as it always has been and will continue to be. Bring them together and talk about the big wide world and all the issues as we always have but yeah hope you enjoyed it and hope see you, you guys enjoy in two weeks time the sound of my voice you yeah. better get used to it because it's staying like whoa it's, it's really loud. I just turned up her mic a bit so you got a bit of AMS, ASMR treatment um, yeah so if you guys as I include in every week's show Contact 1737 for support from a trained counsellor. Download the Usone app on Google Play or the Apple App Store to listen to exclusive pod, uh, exclusive uh, to catch up on all these podcasts that you've missed or watch exclusive content. I got it right. It was a bit ju- it was a bit jumbly there. Visit our Instagram page at Operation or and give us a follow. Or if you want to come on the show as a guest or you have any issues you want spoken about on the air, flick us an email at operation.rangatahi at gmail.com. So we'll see you guys in two weeks' time and kakiti anō. Bye. Bye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.